Good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you all. I have asked Mike to put the air conditioning on, but I don't know if he's obliged. <laughs> he's so shook in his head. He said no. Um, it's good to be here. And just listening to the notices, I thought um, we're, I'm not a, a pastor or an elder that wants to drive people or push people or manipulate people. Amen. I'm not somebody that wants to... Um, even seduce people or feel, make people feel guilty to do the things of God because this is a church that we've decided that we want to serve Jesus with all of our hearts, okay? So we're not trying to build a big church with a big community of people and then uh, be the biggest church in, in the neighborhood. We want to be passionate followers of Jesus. And uh, I know you may be new and finding your feet, or maybe new to the faith, and uh, we want to give you grace, but we also want to be the 12 or the 72 or the 120 that Jesus said, now just come follow me, which means we'd have to leave some stuff behind and, and passionately follow him. Uh, Kati and I have tried to do that, but we also believe that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and you can be free. We don't, you know, the, the, what we don't want is a religious spirit, a controlling spirit, a manipulative spirit. We want to passionately proclaim the Christ. I want you to spur me on towards love and good deeds. Spur means you get a metal um, device that a rider has on his boot and he spurs the horse towards forward momentum. And the Bible does say that we should spur one another on. So if you see me slacking, if you see me idle, if you see me drifting, I give you permission to spur me on and I hope that uh, you give me permission to spur you on towards all things God, amen? So in all these notices, Skochheim. People get nervous about Skochheim. Don't be nervous, just come. Come to Skochheim and see what God will do. Come to the fast. People say, well, I, like, uh, I don't like fasting. Me too. <laughs> you know, I'm a food lover. And uh, we, we, most of us are. But, but I want to encourage you to to participate. Don't be fearful. Don't be anxious. That's why I'm saying all this. Be chilled and see what God will do. Amen? And um, we, we want to journey on, guys. Too, too often we've had a revival, and then the church has got lukewarm, lukewarm, colder, colder, until God has to start afresh with a new community of people. This church was birthed in the, in the 70s, late 70s, the question that we will, we will give back to Rob and Glenda Rufus and all the elders and Sean Dooley and all the elders, did you keep the passion of God going in your hearts or did you peter out and become a little sort of Sunday church? We want to serve Jesus with all of our hearts. Amen. So I want to call you to a fast. The title of my preachers being called to a fast. There's a trumpet call. In Israel, you would have your two major fasts a year and four minor fasts. I don't know when I go into it, but then there would be a call to a fast if there was a calamity, if there were things that would happen and, and a trumpet would sound. And if you ignored the trumpet, it wasn't very smart because sometimes there would be war or there would be judgment, there would be something. And so the trumpet would blast, the elders of the cities would cry out and say, gather, gather, we need to gather ourselves to God. And it'd be wonderful if the church would hear the trumpet call. I think the world's going crazy. The world's going crazy, guys. And the church is getting subdued all the time. 
And uh, I wonder, I believe the church is the answer to the world, amen? I believe Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, not the crown, not Joe Biden and all the other politicians that come and go, only to find out they've been stealing money and doing this and doing that. Jesus is the true one. So a fast means to open yourself up to the Lord. That's why we fast. It's a, it's a mechanism, which I'll go into. It's to draw close. It's instead of hungering and thirsting for food, which we are so good at. We are so good at insisting on our three meals, sometimes five meals a day. And the idea is now we are, we are going to subdue that appetite, that desire, that drive, and we're going to hunger and thirst for him. Uh, more than we crave our deepest croissants and whatever you crave and your coffee and all the stuff, we're saying we want to reorientate ourselves. Fasting is abstaining from food, not to diet or to go on a hunger protest, but it's to actually, it's for spiritual reasons. So we are, we are not eating because we are, we, are, we are seeking spiritual reality, spiritual input. It's not to get your health right, even though there are amazing benefits to fasting. I mean, there's a whole world about intermittent fasting because you've got all sorts of medical problems. It's not a protest. It's not a hunger strike, as I said. It's not trying to say to God, I want my way, so I'm going to fast, and you had better perform. It's not that, amen? It's God getting his way with us. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, you won't believe God, you know? so disappointed with him oh my hat I'm putting my earplugs on imagine God says okay let me talk about you now bro and so 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 it's it's how does God get his way with me amen I mean I'm not trying to get my way with God I mean what, what do you what do you want what do you want Lord how can I bring myself to you and that's the essence it's not to draw attention to ourselves or our church and the, the problem with fasting and giving, Jesus said, Psh, do it quietly. It's not to, to herald myself. You know, I fasted 40 days on water. Aren't I great? Well, I fasted like a 21 days on water. Aren't I? No, no. It's to draw attention to Jesus. Fasting is to subdue things of this world, the th things of the flesh. No one's forcing you to fast. We're, we're, we're calling you. We're, we, we are saying, Come. If you want to come to me, Jesus, he says, come and drink from the well of life. We don't want to, but, but if you want to come, do you know who I am? And so there's no religious compulsion. We fast for eight hours every day. Do you know that? That's why we have a breakfast. We break the fast in the morning. Actually, fasting is something that we as Westerners don't know about, but it was a common thing. Often they would eat one meal a day. There would be many fasts. Sometimes you had to fast because there was no food. It's not easy to fast. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to arouse the old demons of greed and food and all those demons scream. It's like a crying baby that will just scream at night and it wants attention. And what, what do you do with a screaming baby every night? You let it scream itself out <laughs> until it's got no more screaming strength and then everyone sleeps well. It happened to us. I said to Kati, you can go and stay at your parents' house for four nights but this child that's screaming every night like this, it's over. And uh, I'm going to close the window so we don't wake the neighborhoods, but I'm going to let that child scream. I remember the one day Cutty said, no, 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 I'm with you. 
and the child was screaming blue murder. It was like somebody was murdering it. And I remember Cutty running up the stairs. We had a double story house and I, I got her on the first landing and I tackled her and I said, no ma'am, <laughs> don't. Let that, let that screaming flesh, let the things that demand our time and insistent, man, I tell you, our lives changed. <laughs> that child realized, I ain't going to win this, I'm going to go and sleep now. And sometimes the flesh goes to sleep. It, starts, it stops demanding and crying. Spirit is willing, but the body or the flesh is weak. In fasting, the flesh that often wars against the spirit is subdued. Fasting speaks of a dependence on God for all forms of sustenance. Lord, I need you in every area of my life. It's a declaration of hungering and thirsting for God. It's also a way of expressing profound grief about our, our sin and our complacency and our disobedience and, our, and whatever we have. It's, it's saying, God, I'm sorry. That's why when Israel got into a lot of trouble, they would fast in, in Nehemiah, they were like, they were behaving, they'd behave terribly. They had idols and asteropoles and Baal worship and, and, the, and a fast was called to say, Lord, we are sorry. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, I don't know if there's a person in this room that can say, I've got nothing to repent of. I've got nothing to, to say to God, I'm, I'm on the money, bro. Me and Jesus, we're just about the same. But all of us, can express some form of, hey, Lord, I just want to to say to you, you're good. I've got some things I want to bring to you. There's some things I need to say to you. It speaks of our openness and our desire and our longing with humility. Fasting, have you ever been to a, a, a feast when you're fasting and people are eating? They're saying, it's happened to me once or twice. We messed up our dates, got to a thing, and we said, no, we're fasting. I think, oh, shame, bro. How terrible. Hey, pass me the the pizza, pass me the pasta, pass me the crayfish thermidor, pass me the roast chicken, and you're just sitting there like, ah, I think shame. It's very humbling to fast, amen? Prayer and fasting. Beautiful. Don't want to just fast. You want to fast and you want to pray. You want to wait. You want to hear. You want to consecrate. You want to, you want to petition. You want to praise. You want to mourn. You want to seek. What the enemy does is he, he's tried to hijack fasting. So what they did, what they were doing is they were fasting and they were like parading their fasting with, with like somber faces and, and all sorts of outward expressions. And the devil's always trying to hijack. Or well, if you give, he said, check how much I've given. Can't you see how, how generous I am? Can't you see how I'm fasting? And Jesus says, go and put oil on your face. Go and put some lotions on like I had to this morning. My face was dry. Just, just put some lotions on. Don't, don't tell everybody because go and fast and go and give in secret. But the enemy's trying to hijack it for outward religious display. What types of fast do we have? Point number two. That was my first point. That was my introduction. Point number two. There's a no food and no water fast. It's called a crazy fast. <laughs> it's called a dry fast. It's the ultimate fast. Moses fasted for 40 days in Exodus 34 without eating bread or drinking water. That is a radical fast. There's no ways you can do a fast like that unless God has spoken super clearly to you. Because we'll probably have a 
cast for you here. If you do that, then just like don't eat for 40 days or don't drink for 40 days. But Moses did it under the clear word of God. The city of Nineveh fasted without eating anything or drinking anything. I think it was for three days. Paul fasted a dry fast for three days after God encountered him. He ate nothing. Um, for three days he was blind and he did not eat or drink anything. But generally we are involved in liquid fasts, okay? We normally, fasting, which we're going to do from Monday to Thursday, is a liquid fast. It's the fast that's the most common fast. It's normally a water fast. where You don't eat anything and you only drink water. Now those are also tough, eh? Water fast. Yo, that thing. And then there's like a Daniel fast, which we commonly call. It's just a fast where you, and what we're going to do is red points. Again, it's not, we, we're giving guidance. We're not saying you have to. If you're pregnant, you're going to have to think through some stuff. If you're not well, you may need medical advice. But we're going to do a liquid fast, which basically means we're not going to eat any solid food. We're going to drink fruit juice during the day, water, and then have a soup at night. What about my coffee? <laughs> I need it. You might have a very radical headache. Take a panada. We're going to do a single shot and done. When you're whilst not watching, just hit the shot. <laughs> you don't have to get like ridiculous, okay? So some of our bodies have got serious toxins. You're going to want to sleep. You're going to get a headache. It's a corporate fast. There's a time to fast alone, but this is a corporate fast where we together as a church. So it's a type of fast. It's a corporate fast. The leaders call the church to fast. It should be done regularly, at least once a year. The early church fasted. Acts 13 verse 2. Early church, while, they were, while the church was, had gathered, they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So churches, there are pictures in Acts of the church fasting. Throughout the history of the church, the church has fasted. Some of them have fasted radical. The most we'd ever did at Glenridge, I think, was a 21-day fast and a 10-day water fast. Those were radical fasts. But that was the, the, the level of passion. There's an individual fasting also. We're not doing that, but obviously we are all individually fasting. When you fast, and he says, the father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So sometimes we are called, I encourage you to have a personal fast. You can attach it after this fast. That's what I've done sometimes. I've had a fast and I've gone into my own fast. I, I just continue. Again, not prescriptive. But uh, don't let it be obvious to men that you are fasting. Only your father who is unseen knows. And he who see, sees what is done in secret will reward you. There are rewards with fasting. Not demands, rewards. Reward is something that you get. Not something that you ask for. A reward is something that God gives you. So I believe he will give you rewards. Point number three. There are various fasts in the Bible. Samuel when they got beaten up by the Philistines, he called the nation to intercede and fast and confess their sins. On Monday, we'll ask the Lord to search us. We'll ask the Lord, we'll have an opportunity on Monday when we go to say, Lord, we, 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 we may have to confess our sins. Maybe I'm going to write my sin down on a piece of paper and say, actually, Lord, I'm, I'm naming it. I've got a serious anger problem. I'm, I've, I've, I've got a gossip problem. Would you forgive me? I lack faith. I'm super anxious. 
And so, so it, it's, it's, it's a time for the church to confess. In 2 Samuel uh, 1.12, David's men fasted and wept for Saul and Jonathan. That was a mourning fast. In other words, David and Jonathan, I mean Saul and Jonathan had been killed and David and his men fasted and they wept. That's another kind of fast. David, he pleaded for his child with Bathsheba. He fasted, he wept, he lay on the floor with sackcloth. He was the king. He lay on the floor, I think it was for seven days, and he begged God for the life of the child. God took the child, because the child was born out of deep sin and rebellion. But then when the child, when it was over, he got up and he ate. In 2 Chronicles 20 verse 30, Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The armies were amassing. He knew. We are toast. Sometimes you realize you are toast. You are going down on the sink. It's so good to say, Lord, I, I, I come to you. I empty myself of all my fleshly demands and, and insistences. And I'm asking you, Lord, I'm standing before you. We actually need your help. Guys, you know that the church needs the help of Jesus? Do, do you know that, guys? Do you know how many churches can't pay their bills? Do you know how many churches the leaders are done? The stats out of America are staggering. That's just because they do surveys. But even here, a political spirit can hit a church. Ezra in Ezra 8.21 proclaimed a fast for a safe journey. He humbled himself and he petitioned God. He said, God, I humble myself. We need a safe, we need to, we need to transition. It was prophesied that there is a wave coming. Not a small wave. Judy, did you say a big wave coming? I thought of Nazare. Do you know, do you know where the biggest wave in the world is in Nazare, Portugal? Am I right? Surfers? Why is the wave so big at Nazare? Yes. I want to go to Nazare to check that 100-foot wave. Do you know what makes that wave so unique in the world, in Nazare, Portugal? There's a canyon underneath. There's this insanely deep canyon right by the shore. So mainly, our, you know, when you get to the shore, you know, it's gradual and the beaches and the sand and then the waves come and from the oceans. But this Nazare, as you approach the shore, there's this canyon or cavity or and mysteriously, when the ocean swell comes, this thing just climbs and climbs and climbs until people are riding 100-foot waves. What's the point? Depth. Depth. God, come deep. I want revival. You go to a place like Mauritius, they're just little lapping waves. Mediterranean. Go to Portugal. God, come in. Come deep. Come deep into me, God. God, come deeper. You can begin to see the things of God in us. The whole nation gathered in Nehemiah 9.1. They all put dust on their heads, wore sackcloth. Man, we're in a mess. Everyone in the province is the great mourning with fasting. Ezra chapter 4, verse 3, weeping and wailing. Esther, there was another dry fast. Three day, I think it was dry fast. She said, fast for me. Do not eat for three nights or three days. She had to go to the king. This beauty queen, Jewish girl, orphan, had to go to the king and ask for the nation. But if she went to the king and the king wasn't happy, kaching, head off. So she said, let every, every Jew in the land of 
in the land fast and call urgently. I will also fast, she says. And once we fasted, we'll approach the king. What's the picture? It's good. It's good for us. It's good for us to fast. Good for us to wait on God. Do I have an amen? You, you like church mice. Is anybody going to fast on Monday? Everybody. Can I ask if anybody won't be fasting on Monday? That's naughty, eh? Oh, we have fasted Isaiah chapter 3. But you've not seen it, they say. We've humbled ourselves and you have not noticed. Hey, the Jews can be cheeky sometimes, eh? The, the response, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends with quarreling and strife. Listen to this. And then striking each other with wicked fists. Now they're having a boxing match about fasting. <laughs> you cannot fast as you do today ex- and expect your voice to be heard. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? You just want to fast to be religious. You just want to choose a day to humble yourself. He says, I haven't chosen that fast. See, there's the religious fast. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? God is speaking to his people Israel. Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice. What does that mean? What does that mean? Loose, there's injustice in the land, in my company, in my house, in the church. There's injustice. Untie the cords of the yoke. What does it mean to untie the cords? It means there are bondages and yokes that need to be untied. Can I have my phone, please? There are certain bondages that need to be undone. Habits become yokes. A habit is something that you do all the time. We get into bad habits, eating habits, anger habits, um, gossip habits, sexual habits. We get into bad habits. A habit done enough becomes a yoke. You say, I just, I just can't stop. Can't, I just can't stop drinking. I've just got to have a drink. If I don't have a drink, my body starts freaking out. A habit is a behavior pattern acquired through frequent repetition. The word habit comes from the root meaning. Who wears habits? Nuns. The word habit comes from a root meaning clothing that is usually worn. A habit comes from the root meaning clothing that is usually worn, like a nun's habit. God promises that fasting can break self-destructive habits. Is this not the fast that I have chosen that you break every yoke? Nineveh, bad people, violent Shocking people did horrific things, as violent as you can imagine. Ninevites. Jonah says, you've got three days, and then God's going to duller you. He's going to fix you properly. Mysteriously, this, this reluctant prophet who spat out on the shore, the Ninevites 
believed God. And a fast was proclaimed. All of them from the least to the greatest. So there'll be no eating. Do not eat anything. Do not let our cattle eat, man eat, woman eat. Cover yourself with sackcloth. Everybody call urgently on the Lord. Give up your evil ways and your violence. God may relent and have compassion. Jesus, Son of God, perfection. Incarnate. Fast for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. No soft pillow, no soft bed, no, no sort of cool water too, nothing. No caffeine. He's out there. This is the master. Fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards he was hungry. Anna the prophetess, a widow at the age of 84, never leaves the temple serving night and day with fasting and prayer. She sees the Messiah. She says, I've seen him. I can go now. John's disciple came and asked, how is it that we, the Pharisees, fast? See, there it is again. It's a bit slightly religious. But your disciples, Mr. Jesus, they don't fast. And he says, beautiful answer. How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he's with them? So Jesus is saying, fasting is a form of mourning. I get very tired when I fast. I get, I get extremely tired. I probably have a lot of toxins like a lot of us. Like coffee, like ice cream, like tea. Get tired. There's like a mourning. Lord, I can't do this. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. When you fast, then they will fast. Reasons for fasting, point number four. There's no crisis in this church. You may have a crisis in your life. You may have a health crisis, financial crisis. We don't know what's ahead. Seen that. I've been around long enough. No church history. You don't know what's ahead. I could say something that cause a few roar and, and split the church. There can be anything can happen. The government can say you will, you will. This is what you will do, church. But we are fasting and we're waiting on God. We're saying, Lord, we 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 we're not sleeping. We we sensing. We are waiting. No crisis, but it's hugely profitable. It reorientates our lives. It refocuses us. We're saying, God, we are serious about journeying with you. You see, a lot of people say, you journey with me, Lord. See, we, we give God our problems. We give God our heartache. We give God our financial crisis. We, we, we give God our broken bodies. But he says, give me your best body. Give me your life. You come journey with me. Not what can you do for me, Lord, but Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Don't you all want to get there? I mean, imagine phoning the elders. Some guy said to me on holiday, how do you cope with your phone ringing all night with all the people and all their problems? I said, no, they don't. He says, what? He uh, would mean they don't. I said, no, no, the church is healthy. We know how to minister to ourselves. We know how to call upon the Lord. We know that if somebody's in an accident, we will stop and lay hands on them. We will go to the hospital. If my marriage is in a crisis for 20 years, I'm not going to phone some deacon or life group leader and say, no, you must come now. No, tomorrow we will sit with you and have coffee with you and chastise you. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll love you. Lord, would you revive us? Would you renew our passions? Lord, would you save the lost? Lord, I need issues of, I need holiness, God. I, I want to get closer to you, but, but there's an unholiness inside of me. Could you help me, Lord? You see, the Lord, the Lord looks at the heart. 
You cry out to God for, to be holy. You, you, you may have to cry out for a while. That, that unholiness is stubborn. Those old habits are stubborn, amen? They're like chains around your ankles. He says, I'm not going anywhere, Lord. I'm just going to wait. Father, break the yoke, please, that I may journey with you. I'll never deny you. You're an unholy man, Peter. You think you're better than everybody. They will all deny, but you are. No, no, I'll die for you. He says, before the rooster crows, you would have denied me three times. Oh, Lord, help me. You see, the response to that, the challenge, is Lord, help me. Lord, I thought I was such a cool dude, but actually I'm more broken than I realize, but yet I'm more loved than I realize. Strong flesh, weak spirituality, changed it, Lord. Weak flesh. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's the eating metaphor. I'm hungering and I'm thirsting for my McDonald's. No, for righteousness, for you will be filled. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's it had to do with not rich, lavish, feasting. I know the Bible talks a lot about feasting, but the Bible also talks a lot about waiting, petitioning, resisting as well. Blessed are those who mourn, you'll be comforted. Blessed are the meek, the tender, the teachable, you will inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart. Lord, can you do some, while I worship you, while I wait on you, while I consecrate myself, I'm a child, I don't know what to do, Lord. Can you do in me? You know, Moses didn't know how to deliver Israel. He wanted to, and he tried, and he killed a guy. Remember? <laughs> me, but I'll sort this Egyptian out. Bah! Killed him. Then he has to run. Then when God says it's time, there he is, and all he can say is, Lord, I'm not ready. I don't know who you are. I stutter. Who shall I say? Send me. I can't speak. God says, okay. You see, God will move and do in your life what only God can do. Your little request to strike something, God will say, no, actually watch what I will do. I want to encourage you. I'm the living bread. Here it comes again. Here's the eating metaphor. I'm the living bread. Because, you, you know, in those days, now we've got so much food. We've got so much wasted. There's so many restaurants, fast food. I can't think. Building another McDonald's on that street. But he says, no, bread was scarce in those days. That's why thousands followed Jesus. I'm the living bread that's come down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, so we want to eat the bread of Christ, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh which I've given for the life of the world. In order for you to live, you need to eat of me. You need to ingest me. You need to be satisfied by me. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. In Matthew 17, 21, if you've got an NIV, you don't have Matthew 21. You've got Matthew 20 and you've got Matthew 22, but you don't have Matthew 21. But the King James does. Why? It's a whole other sermon. <laughs> Sorry, these things are misting up. <laughs> the, post, the, the disciples went out and there was a kid that was demonized, throwing himself in the, in the fire. And the, the guy, father came to Jesus and says, your disciples are useless, man. And he said, how long shall I bear with you, O unbelieving and perverse generation? This one comes out only by fasting and prayer. I wonder what I'm going to be set free from. Fasting and prayer. <laughs> Something needs to come out. 
something needs to, the power of something needs to break. It could be that you try too hard, Nick, as a leader. It could be that you're too anxious. It could be that you've lacked faith where I've asked you to have faith. Amen? What's, what's your, this will only come out by prayer and fasting? Do I have an amen? amen? Fasting restores intimacy, passion, alignment. It accelerates spiritual mandate, your spiritual call, your gift, the thing that God has called you to. Point number five. It's good to have a desire from God during this fast. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to give this, this, this flesh a black eye. Poof! I'm going to say, you don't rule me. Jesus rules me. What, 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 what are, some things, God. What are some of the things? Could you write them down? Could you write down some things that you think, Lord, it would be good. Not... not I want a new car. Please don't write that down, even though you may, and God may give you one. He may give you a new car or a new couch because you want a new couch. But, but what are the things that will bring him glory? Spiritual things. The things that he believes he wants for you. What do you believe God wants for you? See, that's a good thing to write down. Maybe somebody can scribble something down. Maybe three people. What do you believe God desires from you, wants to put inside of you? What are the things to advance his kingdom, to bring him glory? What about personal breakthrough? Maybe ladies, ladies suffer from insecurity and fear. God wants to set you free of dancing, man, just to be free. I don't care what people think about me and all the voices, my father, my forefathers, my siblings, my ex-husband, my ba 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 Jesus set me free. I want to be free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Personal breakthrough. Jesus didn't fast out of a crisis, but for the future of his ministry, for what he was called to. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to, the Spirit led him. The battle would be immense. It would be difficult for Jesus. If it's difficult for Jesus, don't think it won't be difficult for us, because he said it would be. You will face many trials some of you will be killed on my behalf because of me. He was weakening his flesh to increase the strength of his call, his mandate, his spiritual man. What was the first temptation? You need to eat, bro. You need to fill up your flesh. You so powerful, turn that bread into, no, the stones into bread. What happened in Eden? Eat, lady. That's good for food. That's the best apple you've ever checked, and Jesus doesn't want you to have it. Bad luck. Eat. What was the problem with? Esau. Eat. I've got to have that red stew. But your spiritual inheritance is in the balance. Don't care. What does it mean to me? Man, I'm hungry. I've got to have my pot of stew. Fasting denies and crucifies the belligerent, the demanding flesh, the out-of-control desires, the greeds, the needs, the spending, the devices, the obsession with whatever we're obsessed about, this thing here, physical appearance, alcohol, fast food, junk food, various obsessions, binge-watching, workaholic. Stop. Workaholic. Stop. I will not be a slave. I've shared this many times. My boss said to me, 
I expect you to work hard. I said, if I don't work hard and I don't produce the results, I'll give you permission to fire me. So I said to him, he said, that's a big thing, young man. I said, maybe it is. But I said, by the way, I'll be leaving the office at quarter to five so I can be home at five. He says, and if you don't produce, if you don't do your work, I said, you can fire me. Because I've got a wife and I've got two little picking bambinos. And sometimes I didn't want to go home to be the wife. And she said, here's the bambino. I said, whoa, <laughs> I'm going back to work. No, I'm serving Jesus, actually. I've got prayer meetings. I've got deacons meetings. I've got fasts. We were on a 10-day water fast. We had a crisis in our company. We, 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 we got into a jet and flew to Bloemfontein. I was shaking on the plane. And I had a liquid fruits and I felt terrible. So good. I have such fun memories of that. Remember I said to Kati, man, I think I'm, I was like going to die. Went into a huge meeting in, in Bloemfontein with the chief of Massey Ferguson, South Africa, having a big fight because of my boss. Why do I tell you all this? I don't know. Many and varied, varied insatiable appetites we can't say no to. Negative emotions, the yokes, negativity, insecurity, moodiness, depression, despair, all break the yokes. Obsessive compulsive, control, gossip, manipulation, controlling your husband, controlling your wife, trying to control the leaders. Well, if you don't do this, I'm leaving. <laughs> to break every yoke. Fasting realigns our good appetites. Appetite for the flesh or appetite for the spirit. Have some prayer walks. One of the things, you can't go and do what you normally do, like play radical frisbee. Or maybe you can, Dan, I don't know. But be careful to exert yourself. Good to go. It's a good opportunity. Go on some prayer walks. Don't exert yourself. Just say, Lord, what good time to pray. Substitute food and preparation for time in the Word. Just sit in the veranda with your cup of soup. Chicken noodle, no, not chicken, no, it can't be chicken air. Vegetable soup. Saying, Lord, okay, we have a lot of time around the table preparing, I'm just going to sit. Moms, sit. Point number six, the first days of the fast are unusually difficult. Prepare for that, expect it. Tiredness, body toxins, irritability, moodiness, desire for food, hunger pains, want to sleep, me, headaches, other symptoms, bad breath. <laughs> From a distance, um, <laughs> Be aware that your breath won't be great. So, so those of you that talk to each other like this and the person's reversing, just understand that they're going to faint. Toxins, okay, we, sorry. It's like a cold turkey. We experience it's okay. Be patient with yourself. You'll get through it. If you mess up during the fast, don't give up. The guy that arrived at church, we were fasting at church fast, and he brings everybody donuts and croissants and, and uh, what are those fans with the cream? That's those donuts with the cream, the yellow cream. And he, and he forgot we were on a fast, and he came to the office with all the elders and the staff, and he was, and he was eating, and then he was handing it out, and everyone just stared at him. He had forgotten with the fast, so somebody said, hey, bro, we're fasting, and he just spat out all his thing on the carpet, the poor guy. <laughs> It's right, bro. Anyway, can we have your... No, 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 we left all the donuts in there. Fasting, pray, and the word. There's the combo, three-legged strength. Fast, pray, and the word. Beautiful. It's not about what we're denying, but who we're pursuing. 
<laughs> food, 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 I'm dying food. No, you're pursuing God. Not about what we're losing, but what we're gaining. Not about foregoing food, it's about feasting on Christ. These are just some sayings. Often God will do things you would never have expected to have done. Blessings, season change, release, anointing, breakthrough, joy, victory, power, freedom, commission. Fasting is making room for us to hunger after God. Lord, every pain that I feel for my muesli or my yogurt or my, I want that to be a desire for you. Remind me that I want to, I desire you, I'm hungry for you. That's the whole issue. What kind of fast should you do? Liquid fast, we've gone through that. How do I end this? Pray and fast with expectation. Pray and fast with a sense of excitement. Pray and fast to see God move in your life and the lives of others. Pray and fast to see that many would come to a knowledge of Jesus in our city, in your family, perhaps your children. Expect good change to happen in your life. Continue, not a permanent change, not just a change for four days, but a permanent change. Actually, I've got breakthrough, permanent breakthrough. Trust for ministry activity to escalate in your life. We, were, we went to a 60th, uh, Kati and I, to, to a, a, another place. It was, we don't know them. Well, we do know them, but so we're sitting and having dinner. And I'm sitting thinking, okay, so what are we just going to have a nice little dinner? So the guy next to me is, is we're chatting, and, I, and I'm thinking, I want to minister to this man. I make a conscious decision in my mind, I want to minister to this man. I hope he's not listening, but... A number of times he got distracted and eventually his wife said, he's trying to minister to you. Okay, just, just, can you just say that again? Hey, listen, man. <laughs> we want to be ministers of the word. Amen? We, 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 want to, we want to operate in our gift. We want to prophesy. We want to pray. I felt like I wanted you to pray for a man the other day for his knee, but I missed an opportunity. Okay, I'm not going to condemn myself because I live free me, but I think... Don't miss an opportunity. Let the Spirit operate through your life. Can I have an amen? amen. <sighs> the screaming voices will get subdued. Activate the Spirit, Lord. Subdue the flesh. Jesus, help us. I'll close with what Leon van Dahl says. Leon van Dahl, who helped us, he was, he was the guy. He's a Dutch man living in Australia now on Dudley's apostolic team, he would say that two-year-old, you're right, that two-year-old, sorry, that four-year-old must teach two-year-old how to tie their shoelaces. He said, he said, that's the church we want. In our church, that's the people of God. We don't want mom and dad tying two-year-old shoelaces. We want the four-year-old who's learned to tie his shoelaces to teach two-year-old how to tie their shoelaces. Don't you like that principle? I love that principle. When I heard that, at the Durban Varsity in the late 70s, I thought, okay, the Lord wants me as a four-year-old Christian to help two-year-old Christian. I thought, I got it. The other thing that he says, he says, Christianity is like, the flesh and the spirit is like two dogs. They're strong dogs. And they fight each other. He says, it's simple. Which dog will win? The dog that you feed the most will win. You feed the flesh, I'm telling you it'll win. It'll quickly subdue the spirit. You deny the flesh and you feed the spirit. And he says occasionally 
the old man, the old flesh, you've put him in the coffin, you've been buried in Christ. But you'll find one day that the little lid popped up, boink, the nails popped out, and that old flesh has come out from the grave and the coffin. He says, just sit on that thing, get a big hammer, boom, boom, boom. And he says, put that thing back to your sleep. I said, those are the three principles I got. Why don't you stand with me, please? Come and join us. Come tonight to France and England discipleship. We're escalating what we feel God is doing at this time. Not forcing, inviting, inviting you. Inviting you to tithe. Some of you, you need, you need breakthrough in your finances. We're a tithing church. We give. That's why this church happens. People bring 10%. Come bring 10%. Break the yoke. Every, the first fruit of everything belongs to, the, to God. Bring him the first fruit. The first of everything belongs to him. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I'm not going to go through what we're going to do in the four days, but we have a pencil plan, but we're waiting for God to ink it. It's going to be a good time. Won't you come? Mikey, I can see you ready for communion. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night and tonight for a number of you. Amen.